Hello. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. I'm pretty sure that that song isn't going to get me sued. I'm sure it's old enough that it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be paid for. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. Welcome to the Christmas extravaganza special episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast. Now you may be asking, why is the Christmas extravaganza special episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast happening on December 29th? Um, I just want to acknowledge I did some quick math there because I am in fact recording this December 28th because it's, you know, I, I didn't want to do it at the last minute. This will be coming out December 29th. You may be asking why is it happening after Christmas? And that was because I just didn't get around to it before Christmas. So please, grab your leftovers. Maybe grab a Santa hat. There's usually one like on the floor from December 25th. Grab a garland. I hope you haven't put your Christmas tree down yet. I'm sure you haven't because... I mean, that's it's a bit it's a bit soon to do that. I think you could I think you got at least till New Year's and it's like very socially acceptable. Now if you're me, I don't have my own house yet. I'm gonna be honest. But when I do, I think I'm just gonna leave the tree up all year round. Like that sounds like quite a hassle to have to like take it down and then like take all the decorations and stuff. I might not plug it in between like May to September. So it'll just be like dull lights on the tree but I, I think i'll just still have it up because why not but yes i hope you all had a great christmas or if you celebrate another holiday you had a great time celebrating that if you celebrate no holidays i hope you had a great weekend whatever however life got you this week i hope it was good you know um i would just like to say right off the bat you are speaking to a chef now, if you had asked me a week ago, Francesco, are you a cook? I would have said absolutely not. But now you're asking me this week, and it's a completely different answer because I actually made food that was edible. I decided very last minute that I was going to make macaroni and cheese for our Christmas dinner. You know, I thought, you know what? The time has come. I can start contributing to the, you know, the, the food supply, the food chain. And I was like, okay, what do I like? Macaroni and cheese. And a couple years ago, I had bought like um, a box macaroni and cheese, but it wasn't like a craft dinner box macaroni and cheese. It was like, I want to say it was like a the Cracker Barrel brand, and it was like a oven baked macaroni and cheese, but it in fact came from a box. And I my plan was just to do that, but I was so lazy that I forgot to buy the package while the stores were open. So it was like Christmas morning, I had unboxed all of my gifts. Um, my stocking stuffers and everything. And then I was like, oh shoot, I didn't buy the macaroni and cheese that I was going to make. What am I supposed to do now? And laziness breeds invention, is, is the mother of invention. I believe that is the, that is the correct saying. Um, so I was like, shoot, I have to figure it out. I have to make it on my own. So I went to the fridge. I pulled the different cheeses that we had. I was like, okay, I guess this will do. I guess this will work. I combined it with, you know, some macaroni noodles. We put some breadcrumbs at the top. I said we. Um, it was This was all me. It was the only thing I made, but it was, this part was all me. I put the breadcrumbs. I, like, put it in the oven thing. I put the timer on. I opened the oven 64 times 
in about half an hour, maybe 40 minutes, because I wanted to make sure it wasn't burning. It was, in fact, not burning. And it all worked out. So really, I'm a chef now. So if anybody needs me to make macaroni and cheese for your family gatherings, just let me know. Like, it might be a little bit dry. The only problem was I, I wanted to do meal prepping. So I made it a couple hours before we actually cooked it. And I was going back and forth. I was like, do I, do I make the noodles now or do I just leave like the mixture ready to go so that it doesn't sit in the refrigerator and get dry? Um, I went with the second option just because out of sheer laziness. I just wanted to get the cooking part over with so I could eat it quicker. But it actually wasn't too bad. So yeah, it was a Christmas miracle. I'm a chef. Now, I don't actually know what's supposed to happen on the special Christmas extravaganza episode of the Nobody Asked for this podcast because there hasn't been one yet. Hopefully by year two or three, possibly four or five, like I'll have more of a format of what happens in the Christmas extravaganza special episode of the Nobody Asked for this podcast. But for now, I'm just going to kind of wing it. Not that that's different from any other week, but I'm going to wing it with a Christmas theme. First, I would like to talk about Christmas movies. Now, I have to say, unfortunately, this year was not very Christmassy. And also, I'm recording this. this it's the week between New Year's and Christmas. Christmas? Yeah, just Christmas. Christmas Day. And normally that is like a lawless land. It's like, you know, you never know what time it is. You never know what day it is. You're kind of just like in a haze just eating leftover turkey for breakfast lunch and dinner but it doesn't feel like that this year either because it also didn't feel like christmas and i don't know if in the words of cindy lou who um christmas is changing or i'm just getting older or whatever the song lyric was she's like she's in the mirror she's like christmas does that mean christmas changes too that's definitely not the tune but you know what i'm saying I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older and, and Christmas is just, it, it's kind of lost the spark. But for whatever reason, this year didn't feel Christmassy. So it might not be the Christmas movie's fault entirely, but for whatever reason, I just couldn't find a Christmas movie that I wanted to watch this year. Like, even the classics, I was like, eh, doesn't, I don't really feel like it. However, I did, I did bundle up enough Christmas joy to, to watch Home Alone and Santa Claus 2. Now, I have to say, both top-tier movies, Home Alone never gets old. Although, the genius thing of Home Alone, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but, like, it doesn't really need to be a Christmas movie. I always find that weird when it happens. Like, there are all these movies that are technically Christmas movies, but Home Alone, the premise of it is the guy gets left home alone, and it just happens to be at Christmas time. But it doesn't need to be a Christmas movie. Like, you don't actually... I don't even know that the movie takes place on Christmas. It's just like the week of Christmas. Or maybe they find him on Christmas. I don't know. Also, the, my other problem with Home Alone is like, how do you have more than one? Like, there's like two or three Home Alones. Like, you really left your kid that many times. Like, the first time, okay, it, it happens, you know? They have a lot of kids. It's like, understandable. I actually, watching it, I, I appreciated how realistic it was. Like, it wasn't like, oh, that would never happen. Like, I actually think that that could happen. But what couldn't happen is them losing their kid two or three more times in different locations without social services being called. You know what I'm saying? It's like, at a certain point, we got to get the authorities involved. Like, you can't keep leaving your kid and then not expect repercussions. Now, I don't think I've seen all of them, so maybe that's what, like, the last movie is about. It's about, like, the law case of him trying to get emancipated from these people that keep forgetting him. Like, he, he might as well 
just live a life on his own. But regardless, a great movie that, again, not really a Christmas movie, but it's genius because I don't know that I would watch that movie as much as I do if it wasn't technically a Christmas movie. Because every Christmas, it almost like it resets, and you're like, oh, I gotta watch this movie again. Because it is a, quote, Christmas movie. So you get all these yearly rewatches that you probably wouldn't have gotten for the rest of the year. And then really, if it's like an afternoon in July, and you're like, oh, what's that movie about the kid that gets left home? You have Home Alone to watch, and it's not like fully a Christmas movie. They could probably do an edit where they edit out all of the like Christmas lights and stuff, and you would really never know the difference. They could do like the holiday version and the non-holiday version. I don't know. Something to think about. Actually, that is a great question. Are the Home Alone movies all Christmassy? Like, is the second one where he gets lost in New York, is that a Christmas movie? Because, again, it doesn't really need to be. What there needs to be is the authorities, again, stepping in and saying, why do you keep forgetting your kids? Like, maybe we could have had a few less than you actually did. Like, maybe not the best idea to have 19 or whatever it was. But I don't know. It's just something to think about. That's what I like to offer here. Something to think about. The next movie I watched, one of two, I only watched two Christmas movies this year, except for the, like, 14 that I watched in July, but actual Christmas season, only two, and that was fitting because it was the Santa Claus 2. Now, the interesting thing about the Santa Claus movies is they really, like, you don't have to watch, I didn't even know that the first one existed until about 10 years after I had already watched the second one and, like, loved the second one, and I knew that it was called the Santa Claus 2. I knew that there was a three. I just never really realized that there was a Santa Claus one. And I think that that says a lot about the franchise in that you really can just watch either either all, none, half of them. You know, it's, it's pretty user-friendly in that regard. Um, and I'm proud to say it still holds up. Every scene I was like, oh yeah, this is a good one. And then it would go to the next scene and I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. And in fact, that movie, I believe, I don't have any evidence of this. I have I, I, zero proof. But that movie, I believe, is the reason we have one of the greatest shows of all time, 90 Day Fiancé. Bear with me here. Now, how the movie goes is there is a clause in this uh, in Santa Claus's Santa contract, which states that he has to be married. Now, you could look at this two ways. Uh, pretty weird rule. Pretty, um, like, old-timey rule that Santa Claus has to be married. However, normally, it's like... um. It's like the opposite of Princess Diaries. Like in Princess Diaries, when they're like, a, this, the queen needed a king. Like she needed to get married so that she could be queen of Genoa Salami or Genovia or whatever it's called. So it's almost like reverse patriarchy. Like maybe they're trying to like swing the pendulum the other way. But regardless, that was how the movie worked. So he had like 28 days to get married. They basically told them end of November, you need to have, you know, you need to be married by December. <clears throat> and he said, no problem, let me just go um, go back down to the human realm, get out of the North Pole, because you know, there's not really many prospects there. Um, let me go and find a wife. And of course he does, because it's a movie and everything's fine. It was kind of ha- hallmarky in that way, like everything worked out. But they essentially just did 90 Day Fiancé, North Pole edition, except so it was a 28 Day Fiancé, I believe which is pretty nuts. And I'm actually pretty certain that they didn't even meet till like a couple weeks into that timeline. So it was like a, tw- a 12 day fiance, a 12 day Christmas fiance. 
I don't know about that, but I am very grateful that, you know, maybe that was what influenced the show 90 Day Fiance, which of course has given us so much. I don't know that I've talked about Nandi, 90 Day, Nandi, 90 Day Fiance on here, but they really, it's, it's a full-time job watching that show. I haven't, I haven't really watched it like week to week, like as a committed, dedicated viewer in a couple years because it actually doesn't stop. They have 90 Day Fiance. They have 90 Day Fiance after the 90 days. That's a completely separate show. They have 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. They have 90 Day Fiance like swapped, which is like where uh, the person living in America um, is trying to move to um, another country as opposed to someone from another country coming to America. Then they have a bunch of spinoffs of like some of, you know, everyone's favorite characters. It, they get their own spinoff about their lives. So it's truly... Oh, and then they have another show where the people on the show watch some of the other shows. So you basically have people who, you know, you've watched make not very great life decisions, watch other people make not very great life decisions, and judge them for not making very great life decisions. It's like, what what is happening here? It's The Matrix. Never saw that movie. Speaking of movies I never saw... And um, Christmas, because again, it is our special episode, Christmas edition extravaganza, or however I've been wording it. Considering that I didn't watch any other Christmas movies this year, although I believe I'm going to try and get in Christmas with the Cranks before the Christmas trees come down, I think I can do it. I might have to, I have to act fast, but I think I could do it. I think it deserves to be watched at least once this holiday season. But I thought it would be interesting to list the Christmas movies that I have never seen. Okay, here we go. Uh, never saw a Christmas Carol. Is that what it's called? The Christmas Story? The one where it's the ghosts of the future, the past, the present, that one with the, with the Christmas ghosts? Now, I'm sure I reference it all the time. I'm sure I say ghosts of Christmas past, ghosts of Christmas future, and all of that. I've never actually seen that movie. Very similar to how I just said something about The Matrix. I've never seen that movie. I don't actually know that it's The Matrix. Another movie I like to do that with is Inception. I'll be like, oh yeah, this is Inception. I've never seen Inception. I don't, I don't actually know if things that I call Inception are Inception-y in the slightest. But again, we're just going to go with it. Um, other Christmas movies I never saw. I never saw The Miracle on whatever the heck street. Never saw that one. As previously stated, I never saw anything past Home Alone 2 in terms of the Home Alones. Uh, what else have I never seen? I've never seen a bad a bad mom's Christmas. Never saw that except for the first five minutes. I watched it. It was like truly the worst movie I'd ever seen, so I turned it off. Uh, not to call them out specifically, it was just the only Christmas movie that I tried watching this year. It was like on Netflix, so I was like, "Oh sure, this looks Christmassy." Turned it on, and it was like really bad. I mean, unless the the last ninety five percent of it makes up for the first five percent, I don't know. Again, never saw it. But it was bleak, the part that I saw. No offense to anyone involved. What other movies have I never seen? I realize I've seen the first 20 minutes of a lot of movies that I never saw the end to. Like, I'll be talking with someone and they'll be like, oh, have you ever seen that movie? And I'm like, not past minute 24. Like, I think I like the setup of a movie. And then I get bored and I, and I kind of turn it off. Like, I find it interesting learning about, you know, like, in the beginning. It's almost like a horror movie. 
when like the first 20 minutes you it's not scary like it's just kind of setting up the movie i like watching that part of just any type of movie and then and then once like the the music in the background kind of fades and it really gets you know we start having to to think and and get involved in the actual story i usually lose interest i don't know what that says about me uh but yes other christmas movies i haven't seen a christmas movie that i have seen and have strong opinions on is um the grinch now not the classic live action Grinch movie back when live action meant real people. For some reason, the term live action has we've really just taken it and ran with it. The the Lion King, right? I understand this is not Christmas, but I promise everything will will loop back together. The Lion King one from a couple years ago, I want to say like 2019, like right before COVID, we were all living lives that we thought were going somewhere and then they weren't. Lion King 2019. Why is that called live action? It's not even real. Like, I'm pretty sure it's just, like, animated, but a little bit better quality animated. Like, it's not live action. You have people voicing these characters, which is fine. Like, it was, it was a fine movie. I, I mean, because it was, like, frame by frame The Lion King, which isn't that a, a, a strategy. Like, instead of making new movies, instead of doing remakes, let's literally make the exact same movie using the exact same script that we know people liked. Like that what is that's like plagiarism but allowed. You know what I'm saying? Like how were they allowed to do that? But I had to write my own essays. I often wonder that. Like I had to be so meticulous about where I cited what and who I gave credit to who for what and I had to reword everything and I couldn't paraphrase and I needed to make sure that you know, my work was original and I needed to send it through all these different websites to make sure that there was no, no traces of plagiarism. And if there was more than 5% traces of plagiarism, like you could get docked marks. But then you hear about all these people complaining how like the media is fake and like the news, they don't really, you know, fact check, which, you know, jury's out on that one. I'm not trying to get into on that debate. But when I go on like random websites, like there's not sources, like they don't have to cite their work, and like these are articles that thousands of people read. But my essay, that you know one person, aka whoever's marking it, barely reads. I'm sure, has to be like flawlessly cited. That makes absolutely no sense to me. What does make sense to me is thinking that it's a good idea to take a movie that is a classic and that people love and that made a lot of money initially and just remaking it with modern day technology but not changing the plot whatsoever. And that would be the Lion King 2019 version. Did anyone else hope that they didn't, spoiler alert, kill Mufasa this time around? Like I, I, I had a renewed hope because I'm one of those people where every time I watch a movie, even if it's the same movie again, I'll just really hope that for some reason the ending, or not even the ending, but like, elements of the plot change like i could watch the same vhs tape seven times and like time number five i'll be like no 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 they're not gonna find nemo this time like it's it's not gonna happen like i'm stressed out the entire time that marlin merlin whatever his name is in the anemone isn't gonna find nemo and they always do because it's the same disc that i was watching but for some reason, like, they, they got me. They reeled me in with the suspense. But walking into, you know, Lion King, new version, live action, 
so silly. It's freaking animated. It's not live action. But walking into that, I was like, this is my moment. This is the time. This is where they undo the wrongs. Um, and they didn't undo anything. They, they just quite literally redid everything. So, I mean, that was a, a roundabout way to say I hated the Grinch new version. Did I even say that I was talking about the Grinch? I think I did. Yeah, the Grinch classic. Oh, yes, live action. That's how we got here. The live action Grinch is perfect from about 20 years ago. Perfect. Keep it the same. What they did not need to do is make a, the, the, I think their new version came out in 2019 or 2018, maybe a year before The Lion King, maybe 2017. And it was just not good. It was animated, which like, okay, whatever, like... I just didn't think we needed a new version, but okay, I like that they said, okay, let's, you know, let's do it differently. Fine. Sure. But they just, they made the Grinch seem just like a little bit cranky and not evil. Because to take away, you know, the the Who's, the Cindy Lou Who's Christmas, like you kind of had to be evil. But they just made him seem like like the cranky next door neighbor. You know, so like, so like when he eventually did steal all the toys, they didn't take that part out. They made that part the same. It just didn't make sense. Like, I didn't feel like he had a reason to. So if anyone here works for, works with, is related to, or is related with the people that made that movie, just let them know, like, if they do a sequel, which I'm sure they'll do, because it's a, it was a moderately successful animated movie and they usually do at least two or three sequels to that um yeah just think about that for next time like maybe let's think of a better origin story for shrek oh not shrek sorry the grinch that was a freudian slip where is shrek 5 where is shrek 5 i've spent the last five minutes talking about how greedy money hungry I, I mean, I haven't flat out said this, but the thesis of all of this is is they keep making remakes and sequels and stuff that aren't necessary. Where are the sequels that are necessary? Like, where are they? Where is Shrek 5? We had Shrek 1, 2, 3, 4. 4 was decent, not great. Where is Shrek, is Shrek 5? Where is it? I'm actually, I'm honestly, I will take... A bad Shrek 5. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it might ruin it. If it ruins it, I just, I'll stop watching it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't ruin what we have. Like, I'll just, I can pretend it doesn't exist. I do that with people. I do that with bad movies. I do that with um, Taco Bell items that, you know, maybe were a little bit lackluster. I just won't order it. You know? So, So, you know, take your best shot. Creators of Shrek... Give us a Shrek 5, and if it's terrible, I'll pretend it never happened. That is a deal we can make, okay? I'll sign whatever you need me to sign. I'll go up to the Walt Disney Studio. I'll say, where's Walt Disney's head? Is Shrek Disney? I feel like it might be. I just, I can't imagine with all these reboots and all these streaming services making new stuff. Like, where is Shrek 5? Where is the Shrek limited series? Where is it? Like, I'll buy, like, whatever, what, tell me what streaming service I have to buy and I'll buy it. Remember, maybe this was just me, but didn't anyone else remember the, um, I think it was for the last Shrek movie. A, um, everyone's favorite fast food restaurant went all out. They got, like, the, 
Blizzard or like the McFlurry Shrek version they had in the they were giving away like Shrek um like dinnerware like it was like cups that would had Shrek on them and then it got recalled like six months later like I had gone through the pits of hell to collect all four or five Shrek cups just for them to get recalled And, like, I had so much mint chocolate blizzard flurry thing because it was Shrek-themed that month. That part didn't get recalled, thank goodness, or else I would have, you know, I would have had to, you know, seek inner work. But I'm telling you, that was was turmoil. That was the first time I really was aware of what a recall was, and I was not a happy camper. But anyway, yes, back to our Christmas episode— They didn't need to make the 2018 version of The Grinch. More Christmas movies I've never seen. Let me think. What's like a classic Christmas movie that I just ignored? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life? Never saw that. Is it a wonderful life? I don't know. I'll probably never know. I I can't foresee myself ever watching that movie. Um, I just have to say I googled just, you know, to do some research and development... I googled like classic Christmas movies, and some of these I very much agree, and some I'm extremely confused. Christmas with the Cranks made the top three of classic Christmas movies when you just do a simple Google search, um, as did Spirited, which is a new one. Never saw that. Don't plan to. Uh, Gremlins. I've heard about that. Never saw that. I was not aware that that was a Christmas movie. Um, Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. We all know my thoughts on that one. I'm a little confused as to why that um, is as highly placed on this ranking as it is. Um, Arthur Christmas. I saw that in a cheap seat movie theater about 10 years ago. Ooh, The Princess Switch. That's a pretty good one. Now we're straying away from the topic of movies I didn't see as opposed to movies I hated. But, yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty healthy list. I have to say my favorite Christmas foods, we can do that really quickly. I love eggnog. Love a good eggnog. Love anything gingerbread. I, will, I won't get into um, the menu of a certain coffee franchise um, that people might love. And they might have their sizes listed in a different language. God forbid you say medium at this establishment. Moving on. Uh, Oh, Polar Express. I would say probably the Polar Express. If I had to pick one Christmas movie, I could only watch one Christmas movie forever. It would be Miracle on 34th Street. No, it would be um, Polar Express. It's a classic. Although I won't get into it. I'm pretty sure I said this last week. I will never understand... This theme in some of these Christmas movies where the parents don't believe in Santa. You you get proof that they don't believe in Santa. But then you as a viewer get proof that there is a Santa. Because obviously there is, duh. But then like in these movies, who do the parents think are bringing these presents? You know what I'm saying? Like, has anyone figured that out? Because it's not just, it's not like one movie does this. Every single movie that involves kids. There's always the the protagonist believes in Santa. Everyone else is like mm, not feeling it. 
the parents are like, mm, not feeling it. But then obviously Santa exists because Santa is a character in the movie. So it's like, who do the parents think are bringing these elaborate presents that we see Santa bring the kids? Do they just think that someone sneaks in and just like decides what their kid wants? I mean, that's essentially what happens with the whole Santa thing. But like, if they, if they don't think it's Santa, then who? Whomst? I don't know. Oh, also, just to end out the holiday extravaganza Christmas special episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast, I've decided that snow is not my friend. I've always loved snow. Snow used to mean snow days. Snow used to mean I didn't. you couldn't really go anywhere, even if you wanted to, which don't really have that many places to be, so that's not a huge deal. But, you know, snow, I think Zoom ruined snow days. I'm no longer in school, but when I was, if there was snow, you you got a snow day. Especially for the last few years of my school life, my school was on uh, on a literal mountain. So if there was snow, to a significant level, you you, you really weren't going to school. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now the problem is, when COVID happened, everyone's favorite phrase. This thing happened where everyone had to go online anyway. So now there's really no reason that the snow days can't just become like online days. Like there used to be the best excuse ever, which is I can't get to school. So I therefore cannot do schoolwork. Also, same thing happened. I blame the internet. How, you know, it used to be if you were sick and you didn't want to hand an assignment, you just didn't go to school that day. But now... Everything's pretty much like you submit everything online. So it doesn't really matter if you're there or not to hand in a physical paper because physical paper is dead. You know, homework hurts trees, but no hurt trees means you're handing in paper online, which means you can't really get out of it. You know, and, and the second I find a smart way to word that, that rhymes and fits on a t-shirt and seems profitable and marketable, I'll do it. But I was, I was short on time. As again, I'm sure you can tell, I don't really plan much of, of what's happening here. I mean, this started as a Christmas episode, and now I'm talking about homework. So really, we're just down for the ride. But I think that it is time for the, the train, the Polar Express, the Hot Mess Express, to pull into the station for another week. Thank you for joining me. Once again, I wish you all a great rest of the year, holiday season, whatever you're celebrating. If you're celebrating nothing, have a great week anyway. Just want to throw in the weekly reminder that I know that nobody is listening to this. I'm not delusional. I do not think there are fans, there are listeners, there are... um, I mean, hey, if you're just... This is an accident and you just accidentally put this on um, and you've made it 31 minutes in, that's special. Don't let anyone... Stay gold, pony boy. Don't let anyone take away your light. But I imagine there are exactly zero people in that situation. So um, I'm just going to thank the air. Um, And I'm going to remind it that, you know, we can be found, by we I mean me, can be found anywhere podcasts are found, anywhere good or bad podcasts are found, just anywhere. Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I think uh, you can tell your Alexa to play the Nobody Asked for This Podcast. I think it takes about six or seven tries for her to get us, but, you know, we'll, you'll get there. Uh, what else can I tell you all? We have a, a website, podcastnobodyaskforthis.podbean.com. That is P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. Podcastnobodyaskforthis.podbean.com. Uh, and on there, you'll see all our social media. Our, um, you can just listen to the actual episodes on there. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know how to listen to the episode, so I don't really have to get into like a full breakdown on how to do that. But yeah, I hope you all have a great, or I hope you none have a great week. I once again will see you next week, next Thursday. We will be, this is crazy. We will be in 20, in 2023. This, this is the last podcast okay see i didn't even think about this this changes everything this is the last podcast episode of 2022 we can do some new year's resolutions next year we can get out our um crystals and and do some new year um, new year new me manifestation we can do um vision boards we can do healing we can do um meditation guided or otherwise but yeah, I didn't even think about that. This would have been a whole different episode had I known. I mean, 2022, next year, we will be a podcast that has existed in two, in two several years. Still only been going for about six months, but we will have existed in two several years. And isn't that fun? But I'm going to save the excitement for next week because I, I believe we've ran our course this week. Um, but yeah. Thank you for listening. If you listen to this, I, I truly appreciate it. And if you haven't, then I guess I'll get over it. Bye.